Thank you. I thought I'd lost that. Just like we had a we had a, an activity. Um, I can't remember when that was. We had sort of like a, a like a what do you call it? Like Friday night or Saturday night? We had a potluck dinner or something like that. Like we just had everybody just bring food along. Sorry, it was nothing like what we had last night. It was just we we did the best we could, but. Uh, we we had a lot of Asian people there, and Asian people know how to do like awesome food, um, and uh, and so we've got a lot of Chinese people in our church, and and so uh, and we, we wanted everyone to have name tags on. I don't know whose idea that was. It certainly wasn't mine because I particularly hate name tags. Um, I just don't like them. Um, but uh, everyone had name tags, and so. One of the things I think is really fun with new Australians, particularly new Chinese people to our country, is that they pick names like Lucy or... It's not their name. It's just that when they bring their real, like their Chinese name, nobody can pronounce it, you know, just like... And, and you're kind of like you you practice it there and two seconds later you've forgotten it. And uh, so I'm just really pleased because I got them to give me a Chinese name. I, I, I said, I said you got to give me a name. And they just, looked, just thought that was the weirdest thing ever. And, and I said, I want it in Chinese, just like, and, and they're just like, what? Like, well, pick something that sounds like Ian. So if I get this right, it's, it's Yanko, which uh, is like, um, it's like fireworks. Because uh, they figured that was me. It's just sort of like on fire, and I thought that's awesome. So I didn't want to lose that because that's my name. I I have no idea what my, I'm like. That little kid who goes to school for the first day, and they put their name on there so that the kid doesn't forget who he is. Um, that's me. There you go. Uh, if you guys want to give me a uh, a Cook Island name, that'd be awesome. Just I'll have to write that one out too. How good is that? Hey, uh, where I wanted to go tonight, let me open this up. Let me uh, just make myself neater. Okay. Sorry, I just got to plug in the password. And now I'm alive. Awesome. No, I don't want to be in tablet form. I just like being there. Thank you. Don't you love computers? They just do anything. It's like it's really cool. Anyway, that's got nothing to do with anything. Um, I, th- I thought where I wanted to go with you tonight is um, I, I wanted to release you. Um, I kind of feel like that one of the things that Jesus has called me to do is to light fires. Hey, it's my name. Uh, um, I kind of feel like I don't want to come along here and just be like the guest speaker. Um, if if when Chris and I leave tomorrow morning, if if we haven't left something behind here in Griffith, we 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 will actually feel like we missed it. Even if you thought it was an awesome weekend, 
and you just thought that was like that was the best weekend we've ever had you know just like um but if if next week you go to work and nothing's really significantly different for you then kind of like I, we will feel like we missed it and and I'm not talking about next sunday like how you do church next week um I'm, I'm what we're mostly interested in is the other six days of the week there there are there are people that you're praying for and uh you are the only christian that they know well i don't know if that's true out here in griffith because like like country people it's just it's different out here um because there's there, there seems to me to be a a bigger percentage of christians uh out out in the uh, regional areas than in the city certainly if this was back in my home um I, I would all but guarantee that most people sitting there listening to my voice that they would each probably have a circle of about 40 or 50 people that they know reasonably well you know at work or family or neighbors you know uh, people like that and of those 40 or 50 people i guarantee that like each one of them has a circle of 40 or 50 people so everybody's very connected all over the world you know just um but i guarantee that of those 40 or 50 people that each one knows there'll be at least one or two of them that this one is the only christian in their circle as they look at their 40 or 50 people that they know one of them is a christian and the rest aren't like here's the thing uh Pastor Steve may be the best preacher of the gospel in this entire room. And you sit there and you just think, well, like, I mean, I I only wish that Pastor Steve could come to my workplace and come during smoko time for some of the conversations that we have because I just really don't know how to have the conversations, but he'd be much better than me. You kind of get the idea? The truth is they're not going to hear him. It's actually not going to happen, okay? It's not going to happen. If it's not you, then who is it going to be? You're the only one that they know. If it's not you, who? Like, so you can pray as much as you want for people, but if if you're not the one, like, you, you've you've got to kind of realize that for some people that you know, you, you don't realize it, but you're the only Christian that you know, that they know. You're it. So if you kind of like don't grab hold of the gospel yourself, even though you're not as good at preaching it as somebody else might be, that, that you can't afford to let that stop you. Because if that's true, then you may as well go up to all of your friends tomorrow and say, hey, uh, how you going? How you going, Steve? Glad to see you. Uh, you're going to hell and basically tough luck, mate. G'day, Chris. You're going to hell. Tough luck. You know, just g'day, mate. How you going? Just like we have Smoko every week, every day with you. And it's just like, you know, sucks to be you because you're going to hell. You know, it's just like, there you go. Beautiful. It's just, are you going to say that to any of your friends tomorrow? So you just identified the fact that I have to step up. You have to. Because if you're not going to shut the door on them, like a, we faced that as a church. There was a time when so many people were coming to the church that so we actually were starting to run out of room. And, and, and we had to come to a point where we had to 
actually have two services on Sunday morning so that we actually had room. At, at the very beginning of it, we just wanted to create some, some more space. So what we did is because we used to have the kids in for the first you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes of the service while we're having worship because the parents like to have their kids with them while they're worshipping. Um, but, you know, we, at that stage we probably had about 40 or 50 kids in the service. That's 40 or 50 chairs that we just took up and we were, we were crammed. We, we had no room for anyone else to come. So what we decided to do is that we would have the kids out from the start. And the way to do that is that we actually had a kids' band. So we had kids worship. Um, it was really cool, you know, just because we had 13, 14-year-olds who were leading worship for the kids. Um, it was really great. And, uh, but some of the parents didn't like the idea. They didn't like the fact that, oh, hang on a sec, this doesn't feel like family anymore. And I'm just like, yeah, I know. But what are we going to do? We're going to shut the door and tell people that they can't come. We're going to tell people that the house is full. Sorry, they missed out. You're not welcome here. It's just like, is that what we're going to do? Yeah, oh, no, we can't do that. So I know that it's kind of like it's awkward, but let's just see how it goes. When That actually, when we grew, and we had to go into two services. And the way, like, I mean, it's 10 o'clock to 11.30 is kind of when Christian churches in our kind of style of church, that's kind of like when we meet, isn't it? Sunday morning, 10 o'clock to 11.30. Um, uh, when are you going to have two services? So what we would do is we had 9 o'clock. We actually made it really sharp. We had an hour and 15 service, 9 o'clock to 10.15. We had a 30-minute a, a uh, timed coffee break where people from the first service would go and get coffee People to, from the second service would come early and get a coffee and then at 10.45 through to 12 o'clock we'd do the second service and we'd just do that. Um, there were people who didn't like it when we did that. It's kind of like, yeah, but what do you want us to do? Like, shall we shut the door? Shall we tell our community, sorry, go to hell? Like, we're not going to say that. So therefore we have to, we have to we have to realize that it's not about cozy it's it's about it's about changing our culture and about seeing Jesus doing something powerful and significant i want to tell you a great little a great little uh trick right now um you'll read in 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 the bible it will say to when you go preach the good news and uh how many people in this place I don't want to update my virus protection. Thank you. Uh, no, I don't want to run that app. Okay. Um, that. Uh, how many people in this room, either at youth or in a in a small group setting, or here on Sundays or in some environment, you 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 are a preacher. So where are you all? Okay. There you go. The rest of you, you just think to yourself, well, I'm not a preacher, so I can't preach the gospel because I'm not a preacher. Um, uh, I've just got some good news for you right now. Uh, there was one word in the Greek language, because you know that the New Testament was written in Greek. Okay, There's one word that was translated as preach the good news. 
It's one word. It's, it's just a verb. It's one word. It's not preach the good news. That's, that's not what it is. It's, uh, I'll, I'll put it in English, and it's not going to sound very, it's not going to sound good to you because it's going to sound really bad, and which is why they're going to call it preach the good news because the, the word is good news eyes people. Good news eyes them. As you go, good news eyes. That's weird, isn't it? It's just a verb. They made a verb out of good news. Good news is something that you can talk about. Good news is it, it's a noun. Well, news is a noun. Good's the adjective. Is that right? It's the adjective. So it actually was, it wasn't good news. It was just, it was one word in the Greek language. Good news, and they just made a verb out of it, a doing word. It's a doing word out of good news, good news eyes. So anybody can good news eyes. So you might not be a preacher. You might not be a preacher. You might be the lousiest preacher in this room. You're probably not, but, you know, but let's say you were. Oh, all right, I'll, that might be a put down. You might be the lousiest preacher in the room. It's very possible. Yeah. No, I better not just go there. You might be the lousiest preacher in the room, but I can gospel eyes. I can steal good news eyes. I can steal good news in an active way. Okay. Good news can come out of my mouth. Okay, I might not be really good at preaching. I might not be able to hold the crowd's attention. But as I'm talking to my friend, as I'm talking to my neighbor, as I'm talking to my son or my daughter, my brother, my sister, my mother, my father, my auntie, my uncle, as I'm doing that, as I'm talking to the person down the street who's serving me, as I'm talking to any person that I might end up talking to, I can let good news come out of my mouth. Okay, that's something we all can do, unless you can't talk. But as I look around, I think everybody in this room can talk, so that just, okay. So that's, that's uh, I, just, I want to start off with that one, just so that I can let you know that there's a lot of stuff that you read in the Bible that just sounds really religious, and you just don't realize how we've made it religious, Okay. So because preach the good news sounds like something that Billy Graham does. And, and who do I think I am? Like I just, you know, I'm not the evangelist, you know. Um, evangelist is, the, the word evangelist is uh, the good newser. That's all it is. It's just made a person out of good news. It just took good news and made a person out of it. Um, the good newser, yeah, evangelist. I mean, just like is is just is all that is doing is putting English letters on a Greek word, euangel, and we put we put English letters on that, and it spells e v a n g e l, ev angel angel, um, and and all it means is good message. It's uh it's good message. 
and the evangelist is the ist of the evangel. It's the, it's the good newsist. He's the good newsist. She's the good newsist. It's just like, you know, when you, when you just go around, just go and, and good news people. Just go and good news them. Um, that's a great devotion for the next rest of your life to figure out how to good news your, your friends. You know, what would good news look like for that friend? What would good news look like for that friend? What would good news look like for that brother? What would good news look like for that work colleague? Um, you know, just like that that friend of mine whose son has gone really, like really gone plan with bad things. What would good news look like as I'm talking to that mum? What would good news look like as I'm talking to that dad? You know, just my family back home, back from the country where I come from. Just like, what, what would good news look like in their world? Uh, maybe they've just had a national crisis or economic collapse or there's been a cyclone go through the area or, you know, just like it's monsoon season or whatever. Just like, you know, just like, what would good news look like to my family back home? It probably wouldn't look like the finger of God in judgment. It probably wouldn't look like, oh, that's because you've got an ungodly political system. It's, it probably, good news probably doesn't look like that. Good, good news probably looks like, how can I help? We've got a whole church here in Griffith, um, and, uh, and like, I'm going I'm to go and talk to my pastor and, because my, my village back home has just had a cyclone go through it. And, uh, and I reckon, I reckon we, could, we could rally the troops here in Griffith and I reckon we could do something to bless that whole community. That, that, that for me, that sounds like good news, particularly if it's real good news because it's got Jesus attached to it, okay? As soon as it's got Jesus to, attached to it, it goes to a whole different level because then you're just not a nice person. You're good newsing them. And so it's just kind of like it's, just, it's, it's, it's the stuff that, our devotion should be filled with all the time. We should always be filled with how to good news other people because for, for too many of us, our, our, our devotions are focused on ourselves. You know, um, it's, it's fine to focus on your own problems and needs. It's fine to talk about God, you know, talk about them uh, in, in, in your devotions with God. But like the Lord's Prayer doesn't start off with give us this day our daily bread. It, it starts off with our Father in heaven. May your name be holy. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Like it starts off outside of me. Um, that's where it starts. Okay. So what I want to do is I want to give you some little clues for releasing you. First one I've just given you is that you don't have to preach. You don't have to preach to your friends. You just have to good newsize them. So just good news them. If you can do that, that's going to be fun. I remember I was, uh, I was, uh, I was at. Where were we? I think I was going to a conference or something. I was with a couple of evangelist mates of mine from our own church. Um, and uh, uh, have you had Dave Aldridge out here? 
not yet. Okay, so like I mean, we I was with him and and uh, Chris Mayer. Chris Chris is one of our rampant evangelist guys in our church, and um, just one of the happiest people you've ever met. And just like I know why people why he leads people to Christ because as soon as he starts talking to them, they're just like, yeah, sure, whatever. I'll I'll just buy it. Whatever you're on, it's good. You know, they just want whatever he's got because he's just like wow. Um, but uh, we, we, we're down and uh, we, we go into a place because we're going to have lunch. And, uh, and I'd already bought breakfast, okay, as we took off. Well, I'd already bought, bought the breakfast. And, uh, and like there, there, was, there were three of us. So the breakfast actually wasn't that cheap. But just like it, where we stopped, it, you couldn't use your credit card. You actually needed cash. Um, it was like in some remote little place that just is living in a different century. Um, and so you needed cash. I was the only one with cash on me, and I noticed that cash only, and I knew that they hadn't seen it. So when it came time to pay the bill, I said, oh, I'm going to pay the bill. And and Chris, he said to me, he said, no, no, no. He said, I'm going to pay it. And I'm just like, mate, have you got any cash on you? No, 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 I've got a card. Yeah, but they don't take a card here. Have a look at the sign there. Oh, I'm just like, it's okay. I've got the cash for this. Just like I'll cover it. So, so I paid for that. So, Okay, so we get to another place we're going to have lunch, okay? Chris is just like, I'm, going to, I'm, I'm paying lunch, I'm buying lunch. I'm buying, just like we're all good for it, just, it's all good. Chris is just like, he's so excited. And we're talking to, to uh, the waitress and she, he's, he's having this argument with me and Dave that he's going to pay for all of us. And she's just thinking, wow, you guys are just like, like weird because... You're having a fight to see who's going to pay on behalf of everybody. Just like, like I want to have friends like that. <laughs> That's what she's thinking. Um, so, so Chris goes over with her and he goes to put his card in and the card gets rejected. And he's just like, oh. So he's just like, I'll use my other card. Just like, it gets rejected. He's just like, he's madly on the phone to his wife back in Sydney because he's trying to get her to transfer some money over into his debit card so from his account, bank account, and he's cause just so that he can, and I'm just like, I just went up and just, here's the lady, he's just like, you know, it's like, and Chris is just like, what do you do? I'm just like, I've already, I've already paid for it. I mean, the truth is the church paid for it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so it's just, you know, it's just, but like, okay, fast forward. We're down, we're getting coffee at a coffee shop and suddenly Chris, his money still hasn't come through and I'm just like Chris it's okay it's coffee I could not believe he did this to me he's just like oh wow and and like he, we're just talking like this and there's a couple in front of me they're just about to pay and I'm just saying, it's okay, Chris, I'll buy you your coffee. I'd love to buy you coffee. Yeah, but you bought lunch today. It's okay, Chris, I'd love to buy you coffee. Just like, just you know, I'd, I, I would really, That's. it's not a problem. It's only a couple of bucks. Look, it'll bless the guy who's, who's making the coffee. And it's just like, it's all good. And the, there's a couple in front who are just looking like, like, they just, they've just never seen somebody buy someone something when they like they didn't deserve it and i just i just i just looked at them because i caught their eye i said would you like me to buy yours too 
I'm just like, I'm just like, I have no idea who these people are. Yeah. Would you like me to buy yours? No. And I'm just like, come on, I'd love to do that. That'd be so much fun. That'd be so much fun to buy you a coffee. Like, you can't do that. I would love to do that. I just like, they're having an argument with me. And while they're having the argument, I just put the card over and I tap the card. And it's just like, I don't know if that's really naughty of me to actually just boss my way in to paying somebody's bill for them. But they're just like, like, why would you do that? It's just uh, because, because I know Jesus. And he just does that kind of stuff for me all the time. He's always paying my bill. And, and, and like, I'm just, I can't get rid of it fast enough. It's just like, because he just blesses me back. And I just, I would, you, you two, you are just so awesome. Chris then talks to the people who are coming up behind us. And he said, would you, would you like a free coffee? And the lady says, yeah, I'd love a free coffee. And he says, he's buying. And she's just like, awesome. And then he looks to this guy. He seriously did this. He looked to this guy and he says, this free coffee's going right now. Would you like one? Yeah, I'd love one. Just, just, just like, what do I have to do? And he's just like, it's all right. He's got his card out right now. It's just, and, and they're all looking at Chris and they're just thinking, you are so weird because you're spending his money. You're having so much fun giving away his money. And it's just, I think we actually did pay for the coffees, that one. Just, uh, it's just, the, we're coming home from that time and we go in to have breakfast. And I was going to buy breakfast. And, and so, you know, I just go up to the waitress who we'd had a prophetic word for her in, in the coffee shop where we were. I'd had, I had had a prophetic word. The reason why I had a prophetic word is because Dave, my friend, by this stage Chris's wife is with us, um, uh, Dave had said to Chris's wife, have a prophetic word for her. Get, get, ask God for a prophetic word for the waitress. And, and Chris's wife just freaked out completely. And so the girl came. And Dave just looked at her. Well, and 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 Hilda is absolutely panicking. And I just looked at her, and I said, "Do you want me to?" I I haven't thought about it. Just like, "Do you want me to?" She said, "Yes." So I looked at her and I said, "Has anyone given you a, an encouraging word today?" Now, if I said to her. Has anyone given you a prophetic word today? And now I really am weird. Okay, this is a coffee shop. She's not a Christian girl. And but but you know that when someone prophesies, they speak for your encouragement, your edification, or your for your consolation. That's in in one Corinthians chapter fourteen, about verse three, somewhere in there. And so I just kind of figure that I don't have to use the word prophecy for it to be prophecy don't actually have to use that word I, c- I can use my own language so I just said has anyone has anyone given you an encouraging word today uh, no one of my games that I play is I love giving random strangers prophetic uh, I didn't say prophetic I'm in church um, like one of the games I play is that I love 
giving random strangers encouraging words. Would you like to be my first person today that I give an encouraging word to? She said, yeah, I'd love that. Well, now I'm, I'm, I better have something now because up until now I have not thought about it. And then I just started to say, when I look at you, I see. That's actually a nice little way to start off with an encouraging word. I'm not going to say, oh, you've got really pretty hair today. It's just like everybody gives that kind of encouragement. Like, you know, oh, I really like your dress sense. Or, oh, I really like the way you've done your makeup. Or just like, and like that's not, like, I mean, Papa God loves all of that stuff about people, but he actually has better things to say than just the outside. Okay, anyone can see the outside, but only God can see the inside. And so I started talking to her about her dreams on her heart um, and the, the, the things that she is good at creatively. And she's just like, how do you know that? And when someone says that to you, you can probably, ah, okay, maybe God actually is in this. And, uh, you know, if, if I was off, it would still be encouraging. Um, but if it's right, then suddenly it's, what's going on here? And she's just like she's talking to us and she's saying, I'm feeling tingly all over. How do you know that? And I'm just like, well, look, what, to be really honest, one, I, one of the things I love doing is I, I love listening to what God is saying. And people don't realize it, but he's talking all the time to us. We just don't listen to him. And I follow Jesus. And, and Jesus would do stuff like this all the time. So I'm just learning how to listen to God. And when you said that you wanted an encouraging word, inside, I just ask God, what, what does he love about you? And that's, I'm just telling you what, what I feel like he's saying to you. And she's just like, like, it was just amazing. At the end, when we come to pay the bill, I think Chris paid the bill, but I went up to her and I, and I said, do you guys take tips in this place? And uh, because I, I know, like, uh, like at different stages, my own kids have worked in places like a coffee shop and I know that the waitress gets nothing. Like, you know, she's on absolutely minimum wages. Just like, and in fact, the whole staff are, you know, just they're not there to make money. Like that's the owner of the business and they're probably just cutting it fine too. Um, and uh, look, I hadn't spoken to Christine. She's not even there. But I told you before, I actually had cash in my pocket. It's dangerous when I've got cash in my pocket. Um, because I kind of look for an opportunity to give it away. So I put fifty dollars in to the to the, the tip jar and she saw me do it. Because I said, Do you take tips here? And and she said, Yeah, we just have the tip jar there and, and I said, So who does it go to? And she said, Well at the end of the week we just divvy it we we and I'm just like so I put I put the fifty dollar note there and I said, You probably want to put that away somewhere because it's just going to be sitting out there. It's probably not safe. Um, and she's just like, you can't do that. Like that is ridiculous. You see, I've got a ridiculous dad, a ridiculous dad who does ridiculous things. And that was a ridiculous tip. I mean, it, 
the whole bill was probably about $30 all up. And like, this is crazy to do something like that. Who does that? That's just, no one does that. And it's just like, it's so awesome. They start talking to each other. I come back to the table and there are these big conversations going on. She's, I can hear her talking to the others about the encouraging word that I just had and that those guys there, they're, they're, they're followers of Jesus. Like, you know, just like, and, and they told me everything I ever did. I could hear her talking that kind of language and it's just like it just opened something up. You don't know. That's, that for me looks like good newsizing. Um, my, my computer just went quiet. Let me just, uh, so let me just give you a couple of tips. The first one is spiritual gifts are all about love. Pursue love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts. That's 1 Corinthians 14.1. Pursue love, eagerly desire spiritual gifts. Like eagerly desire them. Eagerly desire them. Don't just be a little bit peckish for some spiritual gifts. Like eagerly desire them. Um, But if you're pursuing love, then that means it's going to change the way that you do it. Oh, I've got a prophetic word for you. No, stop everything that you're doing. Don't don't worry about the fact that you've got other people to serve over there. I've got a prophetic word for you. It's just like like that that is that's not love. Okay? Jesus is not into that. Uh at this point the Holy Spirit is probably not really excited about the encounter that's happening here. Okay? I can't if let's say you're sick. I can't promise you my my friend down the street you know, whatever, where I'm working, I can't promise them that they're going to get better when I pray. For, I can't promise them that. Don't do it. Oh, I'm going to pray for you and you, God's going to heal you. Like, on, seriously? I have seen hundreds of people get healed when I've prayed for them and I've seen hundreds of people not get healed. So if I'm going to tell her God is going to heal you, then I potentially have just lied. Because I don't actually know that. I, I want that to be true. And I want to press forward to the point where it actually becomes true. Because I don't like the fact that uh, you know, my success rate, my hit rate for, for praying for sick people is probably about 60%. I've never done the stats. But I think more people that I pray for do get better than don't. I think that's actually true. Um, it's an anecdotal kind of thing that I'm telling you there but I can't give you because I've never sat down and done the stats um, but I'll tell you this I'm, I'm pushing to the point where my 60% becomes 70% and 70% becomes 80% and 80% becomes 90% because the truth is everyone that Jesus prayed for got better everybody that Jesus prayed for and I know I'm not Jesus but I'll tell you what Jesus did what he did because he was anointed by the Holy Spirit. He didn't do what he did because he's the son of God. He anointed, he did what he did because he's the son of man filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay? So when you see Jesus doing miracles, you're actually looking at the work of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is with me. 
just like he can be with you. So I can't promise that you're going to be better. I'm pushing forward to that day when I know this is going to be because I'm, 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 I'm walking under that anointing and that level of personal assurance and I've kicked out the unbelief in my own heart and, and, and that's true. But until then, I'm just going to say something like this. I notice that you're really suffering. Um, has anybody offered to pray for you? Now, would you like me to pray? I would love to pray. Like the way I'm talking to her, she can tell if, if this is genuine. She can tell if I'm pushy. She can tell if I'm loving or not. I can't guarantee that you'll get better, but I can guarantee that you're going to feel like somebody loved you. Okay? I can guarantee that. And that's going to be something that I can control because it's going to be the way I talk to her. Okay? Um, I, I will take it from there. So love is a really big thing. Love is big for when I talk to somebody. Um, it's really big when, for when I pray for somebody. Because if she says, well, I, well, I would love to pray, would you like me to do that? No, thank you. No, I don't want. Depending on her, she might actually even curse me. You know, just like, oh, well, th- th- no, that's okay. I don't want to ruin your day. Just, I'm just like, I'm just, just God bless you. Just, you know, like I don't have to do anything more than that. I don't have to push through and make this happen. And like, I'm not going to force things Um, because love is a really important thing. When when you get the chance to pray for somebody else, um, my, 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 my suggestion to you is don't pray for them. Like I know that I just said, has anyone offered to pray for you? I would love to pray for you. But in my heart, I'm actually not going to pray for you. I know that's just language that you're going to understand. If I said to you, I'm going to declare healing over your body, that just sounds weird. Okay? That's going to ruin what's going on here because this is a precious, beautiful person. And so I would love to pray for you. Would you like, would you like me to pray for you? Yeah, actually, I'd like you to pray. That would be really nice. Do you mind if I do it right now? Like I'm going to ask her at every point. I'm not going to push myself. I'm going to ask her at every point, is she happy for me to go to the next, this next point? So, like, and so if she says, I will then tell her, it'll only take me 10 seconds. It'll only take me 15 seconds. Christians, in general, when they pray for people, they pray like this. Lord... Sarah is just such a nice person. She's so good. Like, I mean, man, she puts up with Steve. She's, she's got those kids. It's just like, God, you know, she's just like, uh, you know, she's had her health issues and just like, you know, just like she's under a lot of firing. You know, the, the devil is sort of like, it's just, he's not happy that, that he's not happy that these guys have gone and just sort of like said, come on, you guys can stand up. He, he's not happy. Just like, like, this is how Christians pray because Christians have fellowship in their prayers. Do you want to know something? Jesus said, when you go into a village, heal the sick. He actually didn't say pray for them. 
he, he didn't tell you to pray for the sick. He told you to heal them. Oh, hang on a second. I can't heal the sick. Yeah, no, that's right. Awesome. So if it, if it works, it must have been the Holy Spirit because God always calls me to do what I can't do. So heal her. I don't know how to heal her. So, well, the first step is actually don't pray because most Christians, we pray so long because we're trying to convince God why he should heal her. He's already convinced. Jesus died on the cross. The other thing is sometimes I'm trying to convince her why she should get better. I'm trying to preach to her. It's just like, stop it. Sometimes I'm trying to preach to myself. You know, just like, stop it. Shake yourself into gear. Get your act together. Heal. Just declare healing. You speak to the, speak to the bones. Speak to the dry bones. You, you speak to the condition. You know, if there was a demon, you would cast the demon out. You don't pray for the demon to go. You just tell the thing to go. You know, um, if, there's, if there's pain in the body, you tell the pain to go. You know, you like, you, you just, you know, just, you be specific. And if that's the case, you really don't need to pray very long. So remember this morning when we were praying for that guy just over there? And just like God was starting to do stuff with the carpal tunnel kind of pain and, and mobility. And it was awesome, wasn't it? And yeah, you were praying for him. And it's just like, he's just like, wow, this something's really going on. And you remember, I just joined in because I just love being where the power of God is happening. And, and I just saw you kind of like immersed in all this power and doing cool stuff. And I wanted to just jump in too and play with you. Just, you know, just like, so I remember just like, just be healed in Jesus' name. It's just like, your prayer really can be a second long. It really doesn't have to be long. I reckon most Christians' prayers are long because of our unbelief. The longer we pray, it's probably because we don't believe. So there you go. Tell the person, it's only going to take me 15 seconds. Oh, I told you what, if they say yes, it better only be 15 seconds. Um, uh my advice is to always know what you're praying for. Um, it happens in church services where someone comes forward and someone comes out to pray for them and they just start praying. I've gone up to people on a prayer line out the front in a church service. You know, they've just been prayed for for 15 minutes and I'll go up and, you know, I'm just like the, the prayer's finished, everything's finished. And I'll just go up and just like, oh, how are you going? Just like, um, you know, um, did you get what you came out for? No. Oh, okay. Um, so what were you praying about? Oh, um, he was just gave me a nice prophetic word, but I actually came forward because um, I've I've uh, I've got tendonitis in my my I've got elbow. You know, it's, you know just like uh, he gave me a lovely prophetic word. It's awesome. But I came forward because I've got this issue going on in my life. I actually wanted some prayer for it. I was like, okay, so. You know, so actually know what it is that you're praying for. Um, know enough about what it is. You don't, you're not a doctor. Um, oh, you've got tennis elbow. Oh, how long have you had that for? Oh, I've, I've had that for the last three years. Really? Have you got it? Is it, are you, are you in pain right now? Yeah, I'm really in pain right now. Like how much pain? Cause I can't tell. You just look like a person. Um, you know, so I just say to people, if zero is no pain and 10 is the worst pain you've ever felt, how bad is the pain? And uh, 
like if they tell me anything that's above seven or eight, I'm just thinking, man, that this person's in pain. Like you can't tell because some people are really tough. They've just learnt to live with their pains and, and they're actually really, really sore. And when, I, when someone says, oh, yeah, no, my pain is about one, I'm just like, really? <laughs> That's where my non-compassionate side comes out and I'm just like, just deal with it. <laughs> just like get over it. I was like, I don't. I do pray for them, but um, but it's just like if I hear someone say it's nine, I'm just like, man, I better get my act together here, and I better be believing for them. Um, so you you find out what what their pain is or what they can't do. Oh, I've got frozen shoulder. Uh, well, what does that mean? Oh, I can I can pull my hand up to here. Uh, just show me. Uh and you can't get it above that. No, I can't get it above that. Well, we're just going to pray right now, okay? Because what I'm looking for, I've just found out what they can do. And I know that if they come to here, this God just did something. And I'm going to start being thankful for what God did. I'm not going to get hung up on what he didn't do, okay? Because I've found that if you're thankful for the little bit that God did do, it paves the way for you getting more. Most people that I pray for for healing do not get complete healing on the first prayer. The, the, I would say nine out of ten people that I pray for do not get anything in the first prayer. Nothing. Nine out of ten. If I stopped after that first prayer, most people that I've prayed for would not have been healed because I would have stopped. That's a mistake that Christians make. We pray once. Just like nothing happened. Oh, okay. Um, could I pray? Could I pray just one more time? I'm a little bit more sensitive if I'm out on the street. I'm I'm with someone who's not a believer. Do you mind if I just pray one more time? Like it? Like it'll be really quick. But I don't want to embarrass you in front of people here. I uh, yeah. Okay. So I've I've done that. I've prayed twice with somebody and they still weren't better. And I'm just like, you know, they say, no, I'm still, I'm still not better. But thank you for praying. People actually really care. That they, they actually, they get the fact that. See, remember, I said I can't guarantee you'll be better, but I can guarantee that you, you're going to be loved. So, people who have had a love experience in this, even if they don't get better, they actually feel like someone cared enough to be weird enough to have a shot. And so, no, 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 it's still exactly the same, but thank you anyway, you know, and just like, well, you know, it's like, like God bless you. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to be believing for the rest of the day that God's going to do something really cool for you, you know, just like because you don't know that it didn't happen, do you? Because uh, it might have taken some time. Um, don't plead for people. Don't plead for healing. Oh, please. Pain in the butt, go. You know, just like you just like you don't have to do that. Just um just like speak with authority. Just do what Jesus used to do. Be healed. Eyes be open. Just he would just speak with authority. So you can do that too. Um don't pray long. When you finish praying, here's a mistake that Christians make. They finish praying. And then they just bless you. Well, they didn't find out if it actually happened. What if it did? What if it just worked? 
then if that just worked, that might have given me a, a chance to good newsize them. Like if they got better, it might have given me the chance to say, what, are you kidding me? You were 9 out of 10 pain and now you're completely pain-free. Yeah, I'm completely pain-free. Like I couldn't, I couldn't do this. Like just a second ago, I've, just, I've had this for 15 years. Just like so good. It's just like, so uh, like, I mean, for me, I will take that to the next level and I'll say, that is so good. It's because Jesus loves you. He's real, you know. He, you've just seen because you know that I couldn't do that. That's God because he loves you. And then now all of a sudden I get the chance to good news eyes her. I might even get the chance to lead her to Christ. You just don't know. Um, Let me, uh, sometimes I've, I've, I've got a friend, uh, he's an evangelist and I was at a, I was at a fruit juice bar and, um, we're standing at the fruit juice bar and he's, he's got his fruit juice and the guy is standing, he's serving us and my friend has got his fruit juice and he says, he says to the guy who's serving him, it's just like this really good fruit juice. Yeah, like, this is awesome. Um, do you know what my friend Ian here does? Oh, my goodness me. Um, don't do that to your friends. Like, unless you know them really good and you know that they're up for it, because this could be really bad. Okay. This was Chris Overstreet. So some of you know of him. He's like a crazy evangelist and, and I'm his friend. So I'm the crazy pastor. And so he just knows I'm up for it. So he just throws me out there. It's just like, I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't do this to you. Okay. I might do it to you. I don't think I'd do it to you. I would be afraid to do it to you. (laughs) But I kind of feel like that you have done that to me. Do you know that my husband interprets tattoos? You have done that. So, so he, he says, do you know what my friend does? Now, th- they've been talking about fruit juice all the time. The eye contact's here. I'm just sitting back here just waiting for him to get his fruit juice. Just like, you know, I'm just standing there. And next minute, the guy's looking at me. No, what? And I'm thinking, no, what? <laughs> and he says, he gives encouraging words to random strangers. And the guy just looks at me and says, can I have one? Yeah. Right. Okay, let me just think for a second. Okay, I'm not ready for this. I haven't got into the zone. I haven't been singing, you're a good, good father. Yeah, I'm not ready for this at all. Just like I'm, my friend is just getting a juice. That's all he's doing. I'm in the shops. Just, um, yeah, um, okay. Um, and I'm just thinking to myself, what does he look like? And I just get the impression that he's a dad. I don't know that he is. So, you know, when I look at you, I just see a dad and he's just like, yeah, 
And I'm just thinking, okay. And now, because I'm a little bit crazy, I'm just thinking, you know what? I'm going to make this either right or wrong. Um, you've got two kids. How do you know that? I'm thinking, <laughs> it was just the first thing that came into my head. Um, I said, uh, you got, it's a boy and a girl. How do you know that? Oh, like, I'm, I'm, I'm a follower of Jesus, and I'm just learning how to listen to his spirit because he talks to us all the time. And I'm just learning how to tune into him. Um, and so you want to know something? You're a good dad. That's what he says about you. You're a good dad. I started to talk to him about his relationship with his daughter and, that, and like how, he's, how she really looks up to him. And, just like, just, and then I said, and with your boy, I said, actually, he's a good boy. Just go a bit lighter with him because you're a little bit harsh with him. And, um, and he's just like, and I'm just like, okay, I've kind of like, I hope that was right. <laughs> I've finished. My friend Chris is there and he's just like, wow. He's like, he's like, was that encouraging? The guy's just like, yeah. It's just like, it's just like, it was just an awesome moment. Um, I tell you the story because I want to tell you this. It's easy to hear the Holy Spirit. It's easy to hear him. You don't think it is, but it's really easy to hear him. It's it's probably the first thought that comes into your head. It's probably him. It's just that we overthink it. We ask the question, was that God or not? And that's probably not the smartest question to ask because as soon as you ask the question, you you'll doubt it straight away. Um, Here's the thing. You were designed to hear the Spirit. That's actually the problem. It's not that you can't hear him. It's that you hear him too easy. He sounds like you. He sounds like that inner voice. And you don't know if you just made that up or not. And I've just learnt this. If you just step out and go with that first voice, you won't always be right. So you've got to be prepared to get it wrong. Be a nut. Okay, um, but you will be more right than you think. Um, we have this we have this uh, thing that goes through our head. It's a it's a wrong default. It's uh, it's we 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 say this. I'm probably wrong. It's probably me, but I might have heard from God. That's our normal language. We should change that completely round. I've probably heard from God, but I might be wrong. Can you see that this, I just flipped it around? Make that one my default. I've probably heard from God. I think I've heard from God, but I might be wrong. Because you actually, you, you might be wrong. You have to allow yourself to be wrong. I know some people who can't be wrong. It was the prophetic word, so it had to be right. Sorry. Um, you're just not that good. We know in part. Um, how do you know if you're hearing the Spirit or not? You won't know until you speak it. Great. Thanks a lot. That means if I get it wrong, I get it wrong in front of somebody. Yeah, that's right. Awesome. Um, be accountable. If I, if I, even if I do this with somebody 
who is down the street, someone who's not a Christian, I will end up by saying, how does that sit with you? That will be my first thing. Uh, some of you I've probably given a prophetic word in this last couple of days. And if I have, then you would have heard me say something like, does that ring true for you? Like, does that make sense for you? And what I'm, what I'm saying is you're allowed to tell me that, no, it doesn't make sense that I got it wrong. I'm giving you permission to not be worried by what I just said. Okay, I'm giving you permission to be above me. Even though I'm the pastor and the guest speaker, I'm giving you permission because you're my sister. I'm just giving you permission to say, no, actually it doesn't ring true for me. And then I'll be able to say, well, you know what? Sometimes I get it wrong. Sometimes I'm, I just don't. I, I, to be brutally honest with you, I will probably go home and say I didn't get it wrong because I know my track record with that kind of thing. And so I will probably end up thinking to myself, you know what? I probably was right, but she just hasn't understood it or this isn't the right time. It's going to make sense in the next week or so. But in my language with her is because I can get this wrong, you know. So I've got to humble myself and make myself fully accountable um, to, to her. Okay, so you've got to let people know that you can be wrong. Prophecy is encouraging. Don't come up with... Uh, this is what God says. Man, you are just so disgusting. Like you are stuffing everything up in your life and it's your fault. If you just humble yourself and come before God, like like, like God just doesn't talk like that. That's not, that's not how prophets talk. Okay? Prophets start with love. Even if that's actually true, God's going to call the gold out of her. God's going to tell her who she is not what she's doing. And who she really is, is in Christ and is something magnificent, even if she's not like portraying and presenting that um, at the time. Um, be careful of mates, dates and babies. Um, uh, I have this prophetic word for you. You're going to have a baby. You know, just like, just, just be careful. That's not really a smart thing to do. Sometimes, actually, people who are really prophetic, you might actually get that. God might have actually shown you. I've, I myself have, have had that, where I've prayed for somebody and I know that they're pregnant and they don't even know they're pregnant yet. You know, God just told me. And it's just like, but I'm not going to go up and say to them, you're pregnant because I can be wrong. What if they've been trying for nine years and I just come up and say, you're pregnant and I actually got it wrong? Because what I really heard the Spirit was, they're desperate for a baby. You need to pray for them. Okay? So what, what if that's actually the case? Then I've, I've got to be careful, don't I? So what I typically will do these days, if I've got just like, oh, I've, I've actually foreseen your marriage. But they're not even got a partner yet. I'm not going to go up to somebody and say, oh, you need to be going. Steve, you, you need to get to know this girl. Because you, you're going to marry her. Just like, like, that's just weird to do stuff like that. So what I do is, is I will put stuff like that on my phone. So that when it actually comes true, not when they start going out with each other, but when they actually get married, I will say, hey, have a look at this, Steve. Can you see the date on this note? It was in December 2015 I wrote this. 
there'll be, be a girl called Sarah. And you're going to marry her in January 2017. I'm just making those dates up because I hope that you got married before January 2017. Okay. Practice. Do you want to practice? Would you like to do it? So we're going to practice right now. Are you up for this? Ah. <sighs> I want to do this in a way that's not in your face, okay? Because some of you, you might have come here and you're just thinking, man, just like I'm freaking out right now. Just like, just watch it. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to pair you up, okay? So I'm not going to, I'm not going to be that tough because uh, I'm nice, okay? So what I'm going to do is I want to know how many people in this room you would love to have a prophetic word. I want you to just stand to your feet. Stand to your feet if you'd love to have a prophetic word. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Right. How many people, even if you're sitting down, if you're standing up, how many of you would love to give a prophetic word? Just put your hand up, like stay standing up. But if you'd love to give a prophetic word, just put your hand up. Okay, now if you're standing up because you're one of those people who would love to receive a prophetic word, I'm going to, you now, if you've got your hand up, you are on my ministry team. Okay, I am just now releasing you to do this. What I want you to do is I want you to look around to those people who are standing up but do not have their hands up. Okay. Can you see anybody who's standing up but doesn't have their hand up? I want you to just, the first one that kind of like grabs your attention and I want you to actually go over to that person and this is what I want you to say. When I look at you, I see and let and just see what God just comes up and says and uh, if you receive that, they're allowed to get it wrong, okay? So put your hand, put, uh, sorry, now we've lost everything. If you don't want to give a prophetic word, but you'd love to receive one, put your hand up. Okay. But you don't want to give one. I'm, I'm starting to sound like, you know, Russell Coit, aren't I? It's just, <laughs> is that good? Go and find someone who's standing up and go and give them a prophetic word. If, if somebody's missing out, I'm going to go do and Don't go to someone you know really well. Thank you, Jesus. 